Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Wrestle Rant Radio for January 13th, 2022. Graham Jason Matthews here, as always, being joined by the one, the only, the illustrious Mr. Marceau, talking all the latest in the world of wrestling, Raw, NXT, Dynamite, we're breaking down here today. Uh, Mr. Marceau, brother, how's it going? Doing well, how are you? Doing great. Couple weeks out from the Royal Rumble, a lot to break down this week. No overly newsworthy events, right? I feel like it was just kind of the shows. Maybe there was, and I'm completely missing it, but I feel like, oh, I mean, there was one piece of news yesterday that we'll get to off the bat, but uh, beyond what I'm thinking about right now, or is there anything else that really stood out to you from the world of wrestling that didn't happen on the shows this week? Uh, I don't think anything specifically. I mean, nothing I can think of. I know news, a news broke yesterday. We didn't discuss this, but Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com breaking the news. Corey Graves cleared after seven years away from in-ring competition. He last wrestled in 2014, right around the time NXT joined the WWE Network. Uh, suffered a series of concussions, been out ever since, obviously. Joined commentary in late 2014 for NXT. Now one of the most prolific announcers on Raw and SmackDown currently. Uh, stepping back in the ring seemingly. I mean, the fact that he was... I think he, he's able to wrestle. Don't know if he's actually been cleared yet and going to be able to wrestle for WWE if they want to use him. That's a whole other story. Um, but I haven't really gotten your two cents on that yet, so I was curious what you thought about Corey Graves returning to the ring seemingly if they allow him to. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, if he wants to get back and wrestle, I think it would be nice for maybe, like, a rumble went off. I mean, honestly, I'm waiting for Paige to get cleared, but who knows if that's ever going to happen. But, no, I mean, it's always nice to see someone get cleared. I mean, I don't know what all of a sudden just becomes different, but I guess something medically. I'm not a doctor, so. Yeah, so I know, well, he had concussion issues. So I'm thinking of the other people that are on the no-contact list that were able to be cleared. I mean, Christian also had concussion issues. If he can make it back, I don't see why Corey Graves couldn't make it back either. The other people in the company currently that are on the no-contact list can't compete. People like Tyson Kidd, Jason Jordan, working backstage as producers. You mentioned Paige. I think the one thing they all have in common is that they had neck issues, which obviously are a bit more serious. But then again, I believe so did Edge. He had some sort of you know, career-threatening injury or if he took a bump, his career or life even could be over, and obviously he's made it back, and he's still active every single week, so uh, who knows, but yeah, with Corey, do you think it's more likely, like you said, that he just pops up in a rumble, do you think they would have any use for a Corey Graves for a full-on run uh, in a Raw or a SmackDown? I don't think they will, personally, I would love to see him make it back for a full-on run in the ring, but I'm curious where you really see him ending up. Mm, I mean, right now, I just feel like there's really no spot for him right now, like, specifically, but... I mean, maybe down the road, maybe if he gets back in shape and kind of gets back to where he was before, but I would say right now, no. I think it's pretty likely we do see Paige either back this year or next year at some point. I feel like that one's inevitable. You mentioned her, and I feel like, I don't know, with the advancements and, I don't say technology, but, I don't know, since she retired a couple of years ago, 
I feel like they give it a couple of years before they reevaluate these people, and then, then, then they start training again, able to make it back, and then she's cleared. I feel like that one's not just a maybe. I feel like a page coming back to the ring at some point is more inevitable than anything else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not that it's definitely needed because I think the women's division stacked already, but adding her into the fold would just make it even... I kind of put them on the top at that point. At the very least, they might clear her just out of desperation because they have no other women, to be honest with you, at that point. Why do you think they're putting the Impact Knockouts champion, Mickey James, in the Royal Rumble? Why not? <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's get to that real quick. I know it's a bit old news at this point. It happened about a week ago at SmackDown, but Mickey James entering the Royal Rumble. I'm all for the Forbidden Door stuff, um, but it just... Listen, I don't think this is going to lead to an Impact wrestling working relationship with WWE. It just feels to me one of two things, if not both. WWE needed women for the Royal Rumble. And two, that, um, you know, they just wanted to make it up to Mickey James for what happened to her and how she got fired about a year ago. People are like, oh, she's in it for the money. I'm sure that's a factor. I don't think she's doing it solely. If she was doing it solely for the money, I'm sure she's fine enough to work. She doesn't need to work WWE's Royal Rumble. How much would they actually be paying her to do a fucking 30 second spot in the Rumble anyway? I can't imagine it's that much. So I think it's more just a matter of the fact of, I mean, she doesn't get harmed by it at all. I mean, it's more exposure for her. It gets her name out there. It gets Impact's name out there. If they actually reference the championship or the company themselves when she comes out in the Rumble. Uh, what were your thoughts on that development last week? Oh, I popped. I was like, oh shit, Mickey James, let's go. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a, I mean, I think it's a win-win. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I think the fact that they're having Charlotte being it's more of a factor that they need more women. But, yeah. Um... No, I think she's a good, like, legend. I don't hate it. No, I like to see it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she hasn't been gone for very long. Her last WWE match was actually the Royal Rumble last year, and she got cut a couple of months later. Um, were you surprised to hear Pat McAfee refer to her as the Impact Knockouts champion on SmackDown? Well, I totally forgot that she was the SmackDown. I didn't even know she was... I, I knew she was in Impact, but I didn't know that she was a champion, so... Yeah. I was so surprised they mentioned it, but I knew she was in Impact, I just didn't know she was a champion. She had a pretty good match, actually, with Deanna Perazzo, a Texas death match in the main event of their pay-per-view last weekend, well worth checking out. But yeah, no, she's been doing great work since she left WWE about a year ago. Um, they announced multiple other women, legends, uh, the Bella Twins, WWE Hall of Famers, the Bella Twins, uh, Summer Rae making a comeback, you know, uh, Lita... Kelly Kelly is making a third Rumble appearance. Yeah, yeah so I knew you were going to pop for that one. The, the third, I, I'm pretty sure it's not, maybe not the fourth, but definitely she was in it last year and she was in the first one that we went to back in 2018. So, dusted Kelly Kelly off. They're bringing her back. Nothing wrong with Kelly. I'm not a Kelly hater, at least not anymore. Um, I just, I don't know. What were your thoughts on the fact that they revealed all these women ahead of time as opposed to saving them as a surprise? The Mickey James one, I understand just because. Maybe that was part of the deal, and that I, maybe not. I guess that hasn't been reported. That's just my own speculation. That Impact gets more out of that because they get to promote the fact that they're women's champions in the Rumble, and it's not a one-night thing. So it really benefits them. But like someone like Alita, personally, I would have saved uh, for for the Rumble itself because we haven't seen her in action since Evolution in 2018, over three years ago. So what were your thoughts on the fact they kind of spoiled the surprises ahead of time? I'm sure you were devastated over the fact that Summer Rae's return got spoiled. I marked over Summer A. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I think they're just doing it, obviously, get more, I mean, get more eyes and ears. I mean, yeah. once you saw the Twins, I'm like, that's clearly just like, hey, the Bulletins are going to stand. It's just like a big name. So, I mean, I don't hate it. It is what it is. I hope there's, they save a couple surprises, they don't ruin all of them. But, I mean, I thought for who they got, they, they did well. So, no complaints. 
Do you think it's a case of that they have maybe not bigger, but more surprises in store that they didn't already spoil, which is why they gave... It's not like they gave away every surprise entrant. I'm sure there's going to be more. I think they've already announced every active woman that could be in the match. Uh, aside from probably Liv and Bianca are going to be in it since they lost on Monday's Raw. Um, do you think there's more surprises to come in the Women's Rumble? I hope so. Do you think... <laughs> I'm going to give a bit of a spoiler alert for anyone that cares about this sort of thing, but I saw a report yesterday that two names might be rumored to be coming back. Could you guess who they might be? Uh, From the Divas Division past. Uh, fuck, that's a good one. Divas Division. And who would you like to see back is another thing. I would love to see Eve personally. We haven't seen her back in the ring at all. Eve would be huge. Um, I mean, besides her, I really don't have too many I can think of that I want back. Melina was one of them. Um, Tamina? Did you say Tamina? Who would you say? I said Melina. Uh, yeah, she's, I like Melina. Yeah, no, I like Melina. She's actually working in NWA right now. She did some Impact stuff last year, too. But, uh, yeah, I think they. she might be in the Rumble. Again, spoiler alert for anyone that cares for this sort of thing to be about about being spoiled. But Melina might be in it. The other one, Arion. <laughs> the former Cameron, the Funkadactyl. She's She had that stellar showing in that pointless, deadly draw women's tag team tournament about a year and a half ago, and they were so impressed, they're bringing her back for the Women's Rumble. Oh, I can't wait. Bring back Brodus, though. <laughs> oh, God. Bring back Vinny? Somebody call my mom. Oh, God. Brodus is, dude, he's the current NWA television champion. I, I don't know if... I think we were friends after he already got fired. Like, I knew... I, I got to know you after he got fired, but when he first came on the scene as the... Whatever that shit was, the the what do they call it? The Funkasaurus. The I was the biggest fan of that shit. He's in the NWA right now. He is fucking terrible. What? <laughs> he is awful. He is just his matches are just absolutely atrocious. I'm a sweet tea. Oh, he's in NXT and at least until they can't him. Sweet tea, baby. <laughs> sweet tea. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm all for Arion coming back if they reunite the Funkadactyls for a spot or two. Yeah, bring him. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm a big Arion guy. I mean, trained. <laughs> she looked great in that tournament last year. I don't know why no one signed her. Um, yeah, I'm shocked. She was the hottest free agent on the women's market, and then just they, no one picked her up for some reason. I'm shocked. Same. I don't get it, but I, I look forward to seeing who they do else in the Rumble with the women and the men. Uh, that, that did lead to a report from Matt WrestleVotes that there is a chance not to get anyone's hopes up. I don't want people to expect that someone's going to be in it. But uh, listen, with this company specifically, I get my I have no hopes, no expectations at all. And if they do anything cool, then I'm automatically satisfied. I mean, that's just kind of the mindset you have to enter to a lot of WWE shows with. But at WrestleVotes, the WWE Insider Twitter account had tweeted about a week ago, a couple days ago, that there is a potential of a, you know, forbidden door entrant if they were, like, an open border policy. There were some reports, unconfirmed, that, like, people in WWE are now of the mindset, regardless of whether someone is under contract or not, they will work with a company to get that person on their show. I think they've always been able to do that because they are the biggest company in the world and who wouldn't want to work with WWE as far as getting their name out there. But then again, obviously, they're they're also known for a lot of shady tactics. They got sued by MLW the other day, so... It's not automatically a win to work with WWE, obviously. But if it's a beneficial, mutually beneficial thing, I don't see why not for a one-off like this. A full-on working relationship is a different story. 
Um, but for a one-off like this, if Impact gets something in return for Mickey being the Rumble, like, again, added exposure or a name drop or whatever, that's only a plus for them. You read that, you hear that. Who do you think that could be if they were able to work something out with a different company or someone that's not currently in WWE that isn't a legend, like a hacksaw? I'm talking like a like a Moose, for example, like the Impact World Champion or someone in AEW, like a Jericho stands out to me. If, that, if they can make that happen... No, Why? He's awful. Dude, him coming back to WWE for one night would be cool. Whether it be Judas or Break the Walls Down, his current AEW work, I agree, is abysmal. But I think him coming him coming back to WWE for one night would be a cool moment. I'm so out on that. I'm more I'm more on board I'm more on board with that than a Cody Rhodes coming back, which I doubt would ever happen. But I would pop for Cody. <laughs> what coming out the shovel? <laughs> I mean, they're already. Might as well bring Cody back. <laughs> Whoa, it's only smoking mirrors. I would way rather be Cody than Jericho. I'm still on Jericho at this point. <laughs> Who else would you want to see in it that would kind of fit that bill of the Forbidden Door type stuff? I mean, Daniel Bryan would be cool. Bryan yes. Be yeah. cool. I mean, his wife's going to be there, so. It's a good point. I forgot. I didn't really make that connection, yeah. If they. Do you think that they... I, I didn't. Do you think that they would want to work with AEW because they are the biggest threat to them right now? There's, there's no threat, so... I'm, okay, I'm saying the biggest threat of every other company. I'm not saying they are a, like, top-tier threat. I'm just saying the biggest threat of... More of an more of a threat than Impact. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what, what? Impact is not making a comeback. I just feel like if... Like, no... Like, eh, I don't know. I, I think one of those... I, it would have to, I feel like they would do someone that used to be in WWE that would make the most sense, but... That's what I was thinking. Like a Matt Cardona or someone like that. Who? Zack Ryder. I thought he was, like, in a mud show somewhere. <laughs> he was working mud shows with GCW, but he's also an Impact and... Um in NWA right now and stuff like that. I don't think he's signed anywhere, so I could see them... I mean... The the thing with him though, I like him, but do I see him coming in there for a five minute spot in the Rumble or a ten minute spot? No, he would come in, probably be mentioned as Zack Ryder, and get tossed in ten seconds. I mean, does that really boost his profile? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I want someone big. Give me someone big. Don't give me some little fish. If you were to see a new name in the Rumble, that's not that WWE fans aren't familiar with, and and. I say realistic sense, but like maybe in a fantasy booking scenario. For me, not a lot of people are a fan of him. I get it. But again, for me, someone like a Moose, I'm a big fan of an impact. I think him making an impact, no pun intended, in WWE in a Rumble would be cool. Or like an Okada, for example. Does any new name? I mean, I don't see like an MJF showing up with the Rumble. Although that would be canonically logical it would it would make sense just because he talks about wwe a lot on aew tv that would actually make sense um is there a dream pick for you as far as someone that could be in the rumble that you would want to see from a different company i mean i would fucking lose my pants if mjf came out <laughs> i don't think it's realistic but i mean no one in specific, i mean i feel like anyone would say unless they're an impact seems like it'd be pretty unrealistic but uh no i mean I just want someone big. Give me someone big. They can work it out, like I said. It's just a matter of whether they want to. So, I, I, The thing with MJF is that it would be hysterical. First of all, they would have to work with Impact. Second, or with AEW. Second of all, they would probably have to mention the fact he's an AEW star. And the fact they aren't doing that yet, because they never have never really mentioned their competition on TV. Not in a long time. Um, Impact they're mentioning now because, again, they were never a threat 10, 15 years ago. 
But at least they were the biggest competition WWE had up to that point since WCW closed, which is why they never mentioned them on TV. They're no longer a threat, blah, 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 which is why they mention them on TV currently. AEW is the biggest threat of all these other companies, which is why they don't mention them on TV or rarely mention them at all. I know Jericho was on the Stone Cold podcast about a year ago. I'm talking about on TV itself. Um, and it would also require them, as a third thing, it would require them to book him to lose like I, I, would you see tony Khan agreeing to have mjf on the rumble if he was just going to come in and get dumped out within five or ten minutes like i just don't see that yeah but i feel like they don't they want to have him come in get, well maybe i don't know, I, don't know. Work. I don't know i, I think it would be sick so I don't yeah know. no it would totally be cool i'm just thinking about like this is why i don't get my hopes up because like for another company to agree to do it it's not like they're getting pinned but I mean, would WWE have to send someone to them? I don't know. So I guess it's 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 fun to fantasy kind of book and, and, and that type of stuff. But we'll see how it shakes out. But there's a lot of excitement going into the Rumble as far as surprise entrance, people coming out of injury, you know, coming back from retirement, coming from another company. That's kind of what we have left at this point because I feel like all the big returns are kind of gone. Like, oh, Jeff Hardy being the Rumble or, you know, Kurt Angle or CM Punk. I feel like all of those are off the table. All the big returns to WWE are gone. So that's kind of that's kind of all we have to go off at that point, at this point. Yeah, I agree. So we move along to Monday Night Raw from this past week. Um, a lot of developments. We have new Raw Tag Team Champions, Mr. Marceau, and it's Alpha Academy. Chad Gable noticed knocking off RK Bro to become champions I'm sure you were surprised as I were. We talked about this last week. Oh, is them beating RK Bro going to lead to a title match? It did immediately. I thought it would be safe for the Rumble. They did it the next week on Raw, and they not only won, they <laughs> excuse me, they won clean. Otis pinning Randy Orton, new Raw Tag Team Champions, and just like that, the reign of RK Bro is over. So, uh, your reaction? I was shocked, honestly. I mean, we talked about last week. I think Alpha Academy was being built up to be like a contender but like when push came the shove I don't think we thought they were going to win the belt so when 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 Otis beat them clean on Monday I was I was surprisingly shocked but I mean I think it's I mean it, it's a good way to then start teasing tension because Randy was like if you're in trouble tag me in, and Randy was the one that lost so mm-hmm. I mean I think they put some good thought in that and you can start doing the turn I mean even you, you might even have real turn I mean I, I, I'd rather see Randy as a heel but I mean I think he's so beloved that turning him healed. I mean, people still going to cheer him. He's Randy Orton, so... I mean, I think it was a good start. I think the right team... I think Alpha Academy has been good, and if anyone was going to beat them besides the Profits, they were the ones, so I had no complaints on them actually losing. I mean, obviously, we knew they were going to lose the championships eventually. It was more a matter of when, and I thought they were going to wait until after the Rumble. I thought they would wait until WrestleMania or something, um, and they didn't. They just did it right away, and they did it at... Uh, you know, on Raw this past week, so I'm a little surprised by that. We talk about this every week, I feel like. But now, knowing they're no longer the Raw Tag Team Champions, what's the timetable for the RK Bro split? Because as of a week ago, if you asked me when they were going to split, I mean, if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said probably soon. But then my mind changed to maybe they'll wait until after Mania because it feels like they're setting up RK Bro against Rollins and Owens, with Owens and Rollins probably taking the titles at WrestleMania. Rollins is doing his other thing on SmackDown with Roman. So that's kind of off the table. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but now they're no longer the Raw Tag Team Champions. It goes to Alpha Academy, which honestly I like because they're an actual team and they have been a team for a year and it's not Owens and Rollins who are entertaining together, but they're not a full-on, full-fledged team and won't be for very long, I don't think. Uh, do We get the, we, we, we got to get the match of Mania, right? Orton and Riddle against each other and when do you do the split? Oh yeah, easily. I think 
you just keep building it. They do a rematch and they lose. You can have someone eliminate the other person at the Royal Rumble, and then you just continue to split somewhere down the line. Probably, I mean, yeah. Between Rumble and Mania, and then do the match of Mania. You got to, right? Oh, yeah, you got to. So we talked about this before, but who's the heel here? Is it Riddle? Is it Randy? I mean, I think Randy's going to be the heel as predicted, and then you need more baby faces on the show. Could it be Randy? Sure. I, I don't know. I just feel like... It's a double-edged sword. If you turn Riddle heel, I don't know how he would do in that role because I've never seen him as a heel before in WWE or beyond. But then if you keep him as a babyface, you gotta tweak the character, right? Because he's been booked like a goof for the last year, so I feel like people, in order to take him seriously, he's gonna re- he's gonna need a real, not gimmick change, but need to amp it up a notch and not be as so goofy all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of, maybe, like I said, maybe, like, you can have him turn heel and he'd just be like, I was faking being an idiot. I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. know. I, I just, I, I feel like for Orton, if you turn him heel, like, obviously he's, he's a way better heel, but like, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, like he's probably the most over he's been in a long, long time. And I just feel like turning him heel would be the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess you can always, tw- like, you can turn him heel and people will still cheer him. I just feel like people would cheer him over Riddle. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably the problem. I don't, I don't know. If you have Orton turn on Riddle, like it's going to lead to people booing Orton, like you said. I just feel like he's still going to be over. Riddle's mil- will probably still be a goof. And I don't know, maybe him turning on Riddle will motivate Riddle and storyline to be more serious and whatever and kind of ditch the goofy shit. But knowing how WWE functions and how they work and whatever, I just don't see that happening. But either way, I'm looking forward to the program. Um, I think it can help elevate Riddle to a bigger spot on the card, and God knows they need stars right now in Raw and SmackDown, but, you know, just the thought. Um, like I said earlier, though, do want to talk about this, also official now for the Royal Rumble, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, um, going to be happening for the championship. Your thoughts on the match now that we have a Raw superstar challenging a SmackDown superstar for a SmackDown title. What does this mean for Seth Rollins? It's keeping him busy because, allegedly, he was supposed to win the belt at day one, and then... Their Lesnar stuff changed plans, so I mean, I you think believe it's just, that. I, I personally, I don't believe that. You don't believe that? I think Big E was going to retain. Ooh, I don't know. I just why would he? I just feel like there's just it's so random. The only reason they like, I don't know. It just feels like because I feel like if Brock and Roman fought, there would be some kind of dusty finish or something like that, and they would continue that mm-hmm. instead of him and Rollins. Now, I mean. I don't know. I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to keep him busy, but I am on board of the personally. We haven't seen this match in a while. They were teasing it on SmackDown last summer. Never delivered. Rollins moved to Raw. I know it's two heels, but and obviously it kind of came out of nowhere, but like the shield knock and the history kind of writes itself. I'm on board with this. We know Rollins ain't winning, but you know, like a lot of other Roman's challengers, I don't think Rollins is going to win. Um, but I do think that it's, it's a great match to do for a Royal Rumble pay-per-view where it's not really about the matches. It's more about the Rumbles themselves. Uh, I'm fully on board with it personally. No, I think it should be good. I, I, like I said, I died when he knocked on the door and it was like the shield noise. Yeah. But, uh, that was funny. So, uh, I think it's going to be good. Like I said, I think if they are heels, but I feel like Roman is kind of, not that he has a face, but maybe like he's getting way more face reactions or more cheers than he's had. Uh, probably about a year ago. So, I mean, I think he'll probably get cheered over Rollins, but I, I think it's like a good fella, a good Royal Rumble match, honestly. Yeah, no, it's perfect for like a Royal Rumble type pay-per-view. Hey, it's better than Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly in 2004. 
great match. <laughs> it's not a bad match. I'm just still shocked they did that. The I'm shocked they did it at all. Eliminated him at Survivor Series. I know he eliminated him, and you know he broke his neck and whatever. But like the fact they thought enough to make Hardcore Holly like a WWE title challenger. I think Brock came out later and said that was a rib on Brock because he was on his way out. I don't know if that's true or not. Dude, Hardcore Holly, great. It made him a star. He was world champion right after. And, and, and he had a great theme too. He did. Yeah. I like I like Hardcore Holly, but like they never actually bothered to push him as a star. You're talking about Spark Plug, uh, Spark Plug, Bob Holly. Thurman Sparky Plug, yeah. This is terrible. Great, terrible. funny, great <laughs> driver. That, that that was awful. That was in that era of those terrible gimmicks, and thankfully he was able to reinvent himself and become you know Hardcore Holly. But honestly, uh, my favorite part about that it was supposed to be a take on STP the oil, but they 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 spelled it wrong. Oh Thurman really? Plug. Yeah. Who said that? Corny? Corny said it was, supposed to, it was supposed to be a playoff STP, the oil, but they did Thurman Sparky Plug instead of... Sparky S- Thurman Plug or whatever? Thurman Plug. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounds like something WWE would do. Should have stayed in Smoky Mountain. Should have stayed in Smoky Mountain. I, I, listen, I love Bob Holly. Put over Cody Rhodes on his way out. <laughs> if it wasn't Damn. because of that, Cody wouldn't be the star that he is today. He wouldn't be TNT champion. Yeah. He's a star. We'll get off the we'll get off the Bob Holly Cody Rhodes uh, soapbox here, but we did have a betrayal. We talk about RK Bro, who's going to turn on who. We had one on Raw this week. Nikki Ash finally turning on Rhea Ripley. And obviously, I think a lot of us thought it would be the other way around. Uh, they're going to be booking Ripley as the babyface going forward. I'm a fan of this. I think Ripley is over. I mean, listen, I think she could have thrived as a heel. I wanted to see her beat the shit out of Nikki because that superhero shit. I know you've liked. It. I fucking hate. It. I think it's stupid as hell. Um, they finally turned her heel though, and they're moving forward with her in this role with Nikki Ash. And I, I don't know if she's going to be like a delusional superhero or if she's going to be a super villain or just go back to doing what she was doing before is the crazy sanity chick type stuff. I don't know. Um, but I'm glad we finally got this blood. They could not have waited any longer on this. I don't think. No, I think it was the perfect timing. I mean, I didn't hate it. Uh, I mean, Rhea, I was shocked. I thought Rhea would be going heel, but I think she's over as a face. And like I said, maybe maybe we can do like a super, like you said, not a superhero, but a super villain. I honestly don't hate that. I think, like I said, you hate the Nikki Ash shit. I mean, it's better than where she was before. She's somewhat credible. She's decent enough in the ring. I'll let it slide. And hey, maybe now that she's super villain, they can team her up with Alexa Bliss because now she's she's back puking blood again. So uh, you have super heat villain and uh, the Fiend. Alexa Bliss, she's in the th- she's doing therapy. Stupid. It was fucking dumb. Your thoughts in the segment? Well, I, I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to think? I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think we were hoping to get the old Alexa Bliss. I mean, I think she's fine in the Fiend character stuff. I just, don't, at this point, don't need to see it. I don't need her with supernatural powers and telling the light guy when to shut the lights off. I mean, I, I, I prefer her as... Like the five feet of fury, Alexa Bliss. I mean, I think that was fine. She that's where she made her career off of the fiend stuff. It just doesn't do much for me. Telling the light guy to turn the lights off is that is that true? I feel like that it's magical superpowers. It the whole superpowers in wrestling thing needs to go. It's, Malachi Black can turn off the lights too. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the whole Alexa Bliss still being the super. I, I figured she would come back as that because that's what she was doing before she left. But I'm hoping. The way they're bringing her back, I feel like if she was coming back with the exact same character, then why wouldn't you just bring her back? Like, why would she be going to therapy? So I'm hoping this leads to her some sort of a gimmick change or going back to doing what she was doing before because it's pretty bad. 
Uh, I was going to say, what do you think the end game is? I, I feel like they have to do some tweaking. Like They have they to. Went, yeah. Because why else would they put her in there? Like, why wouldn't they be doing this while she was injured a month or two ago when she couldn't compete? I don't know. I just feel like she would have just come back as, as a... If she was going to be doing the exact same thing, they would have just brought her back randomly. And I actually like... If, they, if this does lead to a gimmick change, I appreciate the effort to explain why she's going to be different upon coming back and not just going to be five feet of fury without explaining what happened there. Cause they spent so, so much, so much time on the heal Alexa bliss evil thing. Um, you couldn't just have it go away instantly with no explanation, although they do that a lot. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it's garbage, but as long as they explain it away, I'm okay with that. But back to Rhea real quick. What is her trajectory? I mean, coming off of the main event on the show, Dewdrop is the new number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. Becky specifically cost Bianca the win, which tells me unless they do it at the February Saudi show, which you know is coming, um, or the Mar- March show, maybe they'll do Elimination Chamber in March, who knows. I feel like Bianca is the WrestleMania match. So Rhea, I, would they do her in Nikki at Mania? Would they save her as a title challenger for after WrestleMania? What is Rhea Ripley's trajectory specifically, you think? Next few months, I mean, maybe you can do her in Nikki, it seems like. I mean, I don't know how long you could really throw that one out for, but, I mean, like you said, Be- Becky cost Bianca, so it seems like that's that's the direction they're going with towards WrestleMania. So, um I mean, technically, you could still have her. I mean, you could have her win the Rumble and maybe face Charlotte, but besides that, I really don't know what you do with her in the interim. Well, yeah, so who's your early pick as of now to win the Women's Rumble? I feel like Rhea was my pick for a while, but coming off what we saw with Bianca, I mean, I don't know if I would hate the idea of Bianca winning twice, two years in a row, because we haven't seen that one for a long time. We've never seen it with the women. And it just makes sense, and I feel like it would be impressive for her to do that. I mean, she could always win Elimination Chamber. I said this on Hashtag yesterday, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not opposed to it as much as I thought I would be, I think. Nah, I don't really want Bianca with two years in a row. I don't love that idea. Um, pro- I would probably say Rhea, honestly. Like I said, if anything, you could have a Honestly, what would be, I mean, not that it would be perfect, but have her come down to Rhea and Bianca again, and then just have Becky cost Bianca, and then Rhea wins. And then you go that direction, and then Rhea goes towards Charlotte. Yeah, I could see that. And then Rhea finally gets her win back, or Charlotte wins again? No, Rhea gets her win back. But, but Charlotte doesn't remain undefeated against Charlotte, or against Rhea? Well, there you go. It's perfect. It literally is perfect. You get the raw match that we need, because Bianca and Becky have been feuding for a while, and that's basically where they're going. And then we get Charlotte and Rhea again. Book it. But uh, Rhea already got her win back over Charlotte last year, I thought. Uh... No, she did. I'm just kidding. She, she, she beat her every single time. Okay, so there you go. Perfect. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Whether they actually do that or not is the question, but yeah, I mean, on paper, though, it sounds like a good idea. Um, thoughts on Becky and Dewdrop at the Royal Rumble for the Raw Women's Championship? Perfect one-off match for a Women's Championship. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think it's perfect. I think it's literally the exact... For a special like this, I think Liv, Liv doesn't, it's not Liv's turn. If you're going to do Bianca WrestleMania, no need to do it here. Dewdrop's a perfect opponent right now. I, I have no no issues with it. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good Rumble match, and uh, it's it's a fresh match. Dewdrop's not going to win, but, you know, I like it a lot. Uh, speaking of the Rumble, we're obviously getting Bobby and Brock for the WWE Championship at the pay-per-view. Your thoughts on their first interaction on Monday night? I thought it was good. I mean, the, the, her business are a joke, but uh, I thought it was good. I, I, I liked it, and I think it should be a good match. I think Roman's going to kill, or Brock's going to kill him, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> 
Oh, so if you think Brock's going to kill him, then what does that mean for the WWE Championship going to WrestleMania? Do we get the title unification? I think that's where they're going, honestly. Wow, okay. What do you think? I think... Stop facilitating. Answer the questions you asked me. I feel like he's going to lose it before WrestleMania. I don't. I really... So I know they're teasing it. I feel like they're teasing it so much that it's not going to happen. I really don't think that they're going to keep the belt on him until WrestleMania. Okay. I just... I wouldn't be opposed to it because the brand split is a joke at this point, and I think they can get away with having one roster with the amount of people they have. But I don't know, dude. I just feel like it's it's weird. I just uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. I just feel like I don't I don't think they're gonna keep the championship on him. I don't know if Bobby's the guy to do it because if Bobby wins, then what do you do with him as the question? You know, <laughs> I feel like it's such a mess right now on the Raw side. SmackDown, I feel like it's pretty okay. I'll say this: I think Bobby will win in the Rumble. I don't know why. I mean, I would love for Bobby to win, but I feel like Bobby will win via like interference from Roman or some bullshit or whatever, and then Brock wins the Rumble. Because if Brock doesn't win the Rumble, I honestly don't know what you do. I don't want to see it, but I feel like that's the only outcome that makes sense right now. I'm so uh, I'm so out on that. It's not funny. But they, couldn't they have Bearcat win it or Carrying <laughs> Cross? <laughs> Fucking Roman doesn't or. Brock doesn't need to win the Rumble. I just, no, I'm out on that. Brock can win, tease a rematch with Bobby, or go after Roman. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but I don't know what else to tell you. Like, that's why I, I feel know, like they're going I with us. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know what else you do is the problem. <laughs> they don't have any fucking stars. I mean, Big E winning, I guess, but what do you do with him and Big E and Bobby again? I feel like we've already seen that a lot. I honestly don't know. I just don't want Brock to win. I just... It doesn't need... Like, I think what they've forgotten the last couple of years. Like, Bianca, perfect example. Like, she's, like, basically a title contender at this point. She's been champion. I feel like she's, like, a top star. Like, she doesn't need to win the Rumble. Like, the story's already there. Rhea, she's kind of, like, there but not doing anything. So, like, she should win the Rumble and then catapult her again. I don't know. Brock winning, it's like he can get a title whenever he wants. He just got a title shot. For the Raw Championship for no fucking reason. Because he, he was owed a title shot on SmackDown, so they gave him the title shot for the Raw title instead since Roman wasn't there. I think. that's I think that's the explanation you can apply to that. Yeah, still, I don't care. <laughs> okay, so there you go. They'll find another... He'll get screwed out of the championship and gets a rematch. Perfect. But yeah, there's no rematch clauses anymore, I was told. Payment fucking put it in his contract. He'll go. <laughs> I don't want him to win the Rumble. I think that's so dumb. It's so lazy, I feel like. It is lazy. I'm just trying to think of what else you can do is the problem. It's lazy and, check my notes, shitty booking. <laughs> but Okay, let me ask you this. So this was a popular topic over the last week, a very a hot topic of debate. Do you think the Rumble, because Money in the Bank, I could see the argument being made, or King of the Ring or whatever, although it hasn't been in a long time, is the Rumble made to make new stars, or do you have whoever makes sense win it? Because I feel like we've had Drew become a star by winning the Rumble recently, Bianca too. But historically, it's not like they were making new stars by having Rock and Austin win it multiple times in the 90s, or Hogan winning it when he won it, or Edge last year, or Rollins winning it a few years ago, or you know maybe Shinsuke, but although that kind of failed. What do you think? Do you think the Rumble should or is made to be making new stars? Or is it like the biggest star? Because whoever wins the Rumble has got to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Ugh. I mean, I think it should be made to build new stars. But, I mean, 
depends because it all depends, I guess. I mean, because I feel like Brock. So here's a perfect example. Like Brock can win it, but like he doesn't technically have to win at WrestleMania. Like he's a made man at this point. When it comes to like Shinsuke, like he won it, but then lost, and he's been like meh ever since. I feel yeah, that's like, the company's fault. Yeah. Yeah, but like I feel like they actually put the belt on him. The Royal Rumble win to get him to that point would have catapulted him to. Oh, I agree. Level. Yeah, like Drew. Yeah. Yeah, like like I said, I feel like. It all depends on the person, I guess. Like a Brock or Roman or Seth or all those people, like Drew. I mean, I feel like, yeah, it made Drew a bigger star, but I feel like he was already trajecting to that anyways. I just, I don't know. But like if Drew lost to WrestleMania, holy shit. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit of both. I guess established people, like like if Edge won and he won it and lost to WrestleMania, it didn't kill him at all. Like, no, I just I, that the thing is with me is that like last year I don't remember what we were saying at the time, but I know for me personally I didn't mind that Edge won it. Edge is not a fresh face, but like he made sense and it like it was okay because it was the match that made sense at WrestleMania. So I wasn't mad that like a new guy didn't win it. But if it wasn't Edge, I know we were saying Daniel Bryan. It's not like they would have made a new star out of him. You know, I don't think a new star has to win it every year. I just don't agree with Brock winning it this year. No, I don't think a new person needs to win it every year, but like. Specifically now, when they have no stars, it's the perfect opportunity to try to make one. I guess that's kind of my point. What about Braun Breaker? <laughs> I would fucking I would mark, but <laughs> I would I'd be I'd be very surprised if he's not in it. You think he's the shoe in from NXT this year for the men? I I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think it'd be Grayson Waller. Because yeah, he's he's already on Raw anyway. So. <laughs> All right, yeah, we can we, we can end the call now. <laughs> Listen, Waller. I I like Grayson Waller. I would rather see Bron I would rather see Braun Breaker in there though. Yeah, Grayson Waller's fine. He's whatever. I feel yeah. like you're I I feel like you're setting people up for disappointment if it's Grayson Waller. I'm not setting anyone up for disappointment. I'm just saying. You're no, saying no, I'm not saying you. I'm. I'm, I, no, 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 no. I'm saying that if they put Grayson Waller in the Rumble, people will be disappointed that it's not a bigger prospect from that show. I mean, the thing is, like, they shouldn't be surprised if it's him because they he's been on all over TV. So. No, I know, but people with the Rumble, they they set these lofty expectations, like The Rock is coming back or Stone Cold yes. coming out of retirement. That those are the, that's the fans' fault. Luthez is coming back. <laughs> I mean, at this point, dust them off. Get Bruno Sammartino's corpse and put him in the Rumble at this point. Let's go! <laughs> I, I mean, you brought everyone else back. Why not? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think if you're going to... I mean, you can have Waller and, I mean, Breaker. Right? You can, like, yeah. Absolutely. But I, I think Breaker should be in it and showcase him a little bit more. Let's talk about Waller. He was in the main event of NXT on Tuesday against AJ Styles. I thought he had a great showing, and I thought it was a very good match. People were like, oh, he did the job. Well, what the fuck do you expect? AJ Styles should not be losing to Grayson Waller, who is still at this point in NXT. I thought it was a good match. Right outcome. LA Knight comes out afterwards, continues the feud, rekindles the rivalry with Grayson Waller. Personally, I really enjoyed it, but I'm curious what you thought. No, I thought it was a good match. I mean, I don't, I don't per se hate the guy. I just... I don't know. He's not my. I'm not his biggest fan of all time, but I mean, I thought he had a good match. I think he's good in the ring. The character's not. I think that's probably what I'm working on more. The yeah. character. I think he's good in the ring. I mean, the match with AJ was good. I mean, AJ is AJ, so he can wrestle with anybody. So it's not like it's a huge accomplishment. But um, I like, like you said, the ending with LA Knight kind of rekindling that feud. That's where they left off with him. So makes sense and kind of continue with Waller. I mean, I think he'll beat him. So continue his his momentum and. We'll see what happens, but, I mean, I think Breaker's clearly the guy, I mean. Yeah, we he's clearly the guy. I mean, they teased his next program with Santos Escobar. You like that feud? 
I would if Escobar wasn't a loser the last couple of months, but I think it's fine. It's passable. At least they had him beat Zion Quinn twice. I mean, not clean, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better than better than him losing and then getting a title shot. Guy was getting guy got cut by Electro Lopez and got beat one, two, three. Yeah, why not? At least he won though. That that whole storyline was stupid. I'm, I hope it's over, but it probably isn't. Um, we also got the announcements last week in New Year's Evil. Men's and women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classics kicking off. Men's is next week. Women's is next month. Um, early picks for who you think might win it. Uh, Harland and Joe Gacy are not in it currently. They did not qualify on Tuesday, which made no sense. I'm not their biggest fan, but it was a little weird that they lost by DQ for kicking too much ass. I hate that finish. Uh, but who do you think is the early predictions to win both the men's and women's uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classics? Can't ask me a question. I don't know who's in it. Uh, no, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I MSK. Teams. Um, yeah, exactly. I two teams. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, storyline standpoint, I feel like Harlan and Joe Gacy make sense. I mean, they're the ones that, like, like you said, they got disqualified for kicking too much ass. But uh, I don't know. There's just not that. Like, I hope it's not like Jensen and whatever his name is. Like, <laughs> they're terrible. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I wonder if Carmelo and Trick are in it. That'd be pretty cool. Um, could MSK win twice? Nah. They could. I, I'm going to go with Carl, uh, Harlan and Casey. They'll find their way in somehow because they didn't qualify on Tuesday. They'll backdoor somehow way in. <laughs> what women's tag teams do you even put in there because they don't have any women's tag teams? Dolan and Jane. I mean, they're the current champions, so I don't think they're going to be in it. Canzaro and what's-her-face. Hartwell and Parada, right? Yeah, Harwell, Parala. I think they're uh, gonna win, probably. Uh, I mean, you can throw a couple like makeshift no, tag teams. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, what's the girl's name? The daddy's girl. <laughs> daddy's girl, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton, toss oh, her in there. Why not? Terrible. Maybe, maybe put Raquel and Cora together because they were already they teamed a time or two anyway. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. There you go. So look at that. We're, we found more than the men. Kaylee Ray and Yoshirai. Book it. Book it. Do any of those teams stand out to you as winning, though, is the question. I think Jade and Raquel, you could... Mm, I mean, I feel like, if anything, you could have them in it and then have, like, a break between them. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, no one specifically, but, I mean, I don't really know why they're doing one. The tag team division for the women's just... Just the prop at this point. What? It's not. The titles mean are meaningful. They haven't defended them once since they won it, I don't think. That was three I, months ago. Uh, I know. A terrible decision, I know. I throw <laughs> on that one. The bad decision. No, you, were you actually advocating for that last? I feel like, yeah, five years ago you were, but not, not recently. I feel like when they when they started the NXT... What I don't understand is why they did both. Like, they have a main roster and NXT. Just do one. Like, there's not enough teams to do both. They don't even have teams to, to do one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, don't do, they don't have any teams on the main roster. They have Carmella and, and Zelina, who aren't even really a team. But they're the champions. I don't think they have any other female because t- they don't have enough women. <laughs> everyone else is gone. Yeah, it's stupid. That's just—it's ridiculous. Um, any thoughts on Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne in the crowbar in a pole match? Because honestly, to me, I thought it exceeded expectations. And Tony D'Angelo is impressing me. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I have no complaints. I think Dunne's been doing well. D'Angelo's been growing on me a little bit. So for what it was, I, I enjoyed it. 
And also on the NXT front, uh, we talked a little bit about Ciampa's future last week after he lost the NXT Championship. And a small update on that, both him and Pete Dunne were in the dark match at SmackDown last week. Both him and Dunne, they were actually in main event this week as well, not against each other, but in separate matches. Doesn't mean a lot. Uh, Dakota Kai was on main event slash in dark matches. She never got called up. Bronson Reed was, never got called up, he just got fired. And then Karrion Cross was, and he got called up and then got fired. So, I mean, it's not exactly a positive sign to be on main event, but what do you think that means? I think, do you think Ciampa's had a change of heart and is on his way to the main roster, or do you think they might just call him up to get and then fire him, and then he has a 90-day non-compete instead of a 30? Who knows at this point? I just don't think if they brought him up to the main roster, they'd use him, so. Yeah. I don't know. He he would, he would he'd be right back on main event. Exactly. Pete Dunn too. I feel like. Do you think Pete Dunn after he lost in NXT was that his swan song? You think? Maybe. I for me, dude, it's time to move him up. He's not going to win the NXT title. I like Pete Dunn a lot, but like he was ready three years ago. I I don't think he's needed to be in NXT for as long as he is. I think it's high time he gets called up. I agree. It, I don't know what you do with him is the problem, but especially with the current booking, but they need stars. I don't know if he would be one. I think he can be one. Whether they would book him as one is another question, but yeah, they definitely need to move him up like on the Sooner side. Uh, let's talk about Dynamite as we wind down here. Britt Baker linking up with Adam Cole for the first time on TV. Your thoughts on that at the start of the show last night? I'm, I'm a fan of it. We're getting them and uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris and Chris Statlander in a mixed tag team match on Dynamite next week. It was fine. The segment screen. Raw 2.0, but I mean, rather have the, her with him with him with her than him with the buck. So we'll take it. I know it screamed Raw 2.0, but honestly, I like the segment starting the show because I feel like they have a match start all the time. So it's nice to have a little variety. I'm not saying they should do it every week like Raw, but I think to add a little variety is a good thing. Sure. <laughs> okay. Would would you, do you like more promos on Dynamite, or would you rather be more matches or a mix of both? I just don't really care for anyone in it besides Cole and Brett. So I like the idea of the segment. I don't. I didn't say I love the segment itself. I like the. Yeah, I like the idea of the segment. The actual people in it besides Brett and <laughs> and, and Cole are shit. So move on. Dude, the Bucks were back. Bucks are terrible. The best friends are awful. <laughs> move on. The Bucks are back, and guess what? Cody's back next week. Interim TNT title. Is it him versus Guevara? No, they're just announcing that he's back next week. Can we talk about this? I know we texted about it, but it happened after we did the show last week. Cody got COVID, apparently. He wasn't on the show this past week. They announced him for next week. What was the point of doing an interim TNT title, dude? That was completely pointless. The only reason you do it is if Cody's out for, like, six months or, like, he's hurt. So then you just do an interim, and then once he's back, then they face. Or six weeks, at least. He was gone for two. Not even. <laughs> he was one show, basically. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. It's like a, a very like knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, we need a title on the belt. We need a title for the show, so we're just going to do an interim belt. And then, I don't know. Seemed kind of weird. They did Guevara and Daniel Garcia for the interim TNT title. Two of your favorite people on the show in the main event of Dynamite last night. I don't mind. I don't like Daniel Garcia. Dude, I don't the... mind Sammy Guevara, the wrestler, but Sammy Guevara, the person I, record, I have a beef with. <laughs> But Daniel Garcia is the breakout star of the year, we were told. Yeah. He got voted on. If he, if he, if he wins the title... He's not done. <laughs> he not got done. voted on, dude. Is the breakout star of the year. Come on. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Mister. Stepping up as the next uh, contender to the AEW World Championship, the returning Lance Archer. Now, listen, I agree with you from what we said before we started this call. 
He was a loser before he left. Wasn't doing anything. He lost to Eddie Kingston in the title tournament. Whatever. I like the idea of it because I think it's been long enough to where people don't even remember that because he's been gone for three months with a concussion. I think he's better as a heel. Long term, is it an issue? Yes, because the guy never wins whenever it matters most. He's not winning here. It's just another opponent for Paige to beat. I don't know who else you put with Paige right now. So I like the idea of the feud, and I think they can have a couple good matches. I don't think they've ever worked together before. So, uh, yeah, your thoughts on the returning Lance Archer and him being the next number one contender to the AEW world title? I, I was like, Jesus Christ, here we go. I, I, like, I don't have a problem with Lance Archer, but like you said, he literally is the definition of never win when it matters most. Lost, last time he was on TV, lost to Eddie Kingston in the tournament. He got hurt, comes back. He last had an issue with Dan Lambert, and all of a sudden now he turns on Paige. I mean, he's a better heel than a face, but, I mean, I just, they're going to have him face Paige, lose, and then he'll be back off the dark again. So, I mean, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's back. He's not going to do anything of important, so no reason to get excited. Well, I mean, he will. He'll go for the title, but then he'll lose. And lose. Okay, cool. And then he'll probably have his contract expire, and then he might leave. Possible. I mean, honestly, though, I feel like even before I came back on Wednesday, I talked with this on hashtag, but like they've never really booked him as a. Th- I mean, he's been here for two years now. We're past the honeymoon phase. I don't think they see him as one of their like staple stars at all. Would you agree with that? No, I don't. I think he's just a big guy that they've used pickingly. He's been in bigger feuds, kind of been on the outsides looking in, put him in another big feud, then doing nothing. So. I don't know. He's kind of like Miro at this point. I mean, Miro's seen a little bit more success, but I feel like there he's like a a guy they pick and choose. They're like, oh, we need we need a big heel, put him in there. And then when they do that and he's done, then he does nothing. And then they need him again, they pull him out again. Yeah, he's the ultimate utility player on the show. I wouldn't say the same about Miro because he's been more protected and he actually had a <laughs> decent length title reign. But Lance Archer held the IWGP US title. He won it back last summer. Held it for two weeks before he lost it again. Sorry about that. I just I don't get it. Um, I, I like the fact that he's back. Though. I'm very happy that he's back. And I, I like the idea of the feud. I'm just more worried about what you do with him afterward, like you said. And he'll probably be back on Dark after that. I know you're not familiar with him. The AEW debut of Brody King on Wednesday. Any any thoughts beyond the fact that you don't know who he is? Don't know who he is. It's you, probably another faction. Were you impressed at all? I'm impressed with the light guy. How quick he gets <laughs> lights on and off. Besides that, I mean, seemed like a decent big bigger guy. That's all I really got out of it. This is a faction I like, though. I like an idea of a House of Black. Is I like I think Black is very creative, and I think he can make it cool. There's a lot of factions I don't give a shit about in AEW. I think this is one I can get behind personally. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. But yeah, Brody King making his AEW debut. Like uh, Excalibur said, former AEW World or Ring of Honor rather World Tag Team Champion. Uh, would you have rather had Brody King's debut or the debut of the Butcher and the Blade? Where Excalibur was like, "It's the Butcher, it's the Blade, it's the Bunny." I honestly love that one. What debut is the better? Which debut is better? The best debut was Luther's, but uh, <laughs> I mean Butcher and Blade was pretty bad too. Did Jane Cargill's was good too. That, that that's Luther. Or Jim Ross is like, who is he? Jane Cargill's was great. No one had any idea who she was, and she just talked about how she had a big friend named Shaq. It was amazing. <laughs> She's actually going on to do good things though. The other two have not. 
Yeah, Butcher <laughs> Blade and Luther. Come on, at least Jade's a champion that she's undefeated. The other two, the other guys are losers. That's true. So can't argue with success. Um, any other thoughts from the show last night? I thought, I thought it was a fine show, but uh, Wardlow and Punk. Wardlow, you know, Punk barely eking out a win there after Wardlow destroyed him. They're really, really teasing that split now. Yep, I mean. At this point, get, get off the shit or get off the pot with it. I mean, I feel like there's so much teasing it. It's like it's inevitable at this point. Just do it at this point. So they're in Cleveland in two weeks. I think we discussed this last week, but do you think they do it there? They could. I mean, he'll get a monster pop. I mean, he gets a monster pop everywhere, but I feel like that could be even bigger. The problem that I had while watching this last night is that it's going to be a big reaction, but... I, what I don't really like about it is that if you have him turn now, it's the focus is going to be off Punk and MJF, which you know is the pay-per-view match at Revolution. And I don't want them to do MJF and Wardlow before Revolution, like not on a pay-per-view. That's the problem. Yeah, I, just, I feel like they're teasing us so much at this point, it's like inevitable. It's inevitable, but is it coming on the sooner side or later? It's, it has to be soon. They've been teasing us so much lately. Do you think they tease it only to put them back together for a little longer? I mean, they've been teasing us for two years, so might as well... I mean, at this point, who knows? In a, in a perfect world, though, what would you do? Would you wait until he's champion? Dude, <laughs> I think we talk about this every week. This we is do. Like, <laughs> Literally, I, if I was booking, which I'm not, I would wait till, I would have waited until MGF won the belt. You know, he wins every match because he has some assistance by Warlow. Eventually, Warlow gets tired of it, and then you turn him. Once he loses the belt. When does he lose? When does he win the title? Double or nothing? Like we've talked about. I mean, at this point, I have no idea when he's gonna win it. I don't know. I think I think you have him beat Punk, and then I think he beats Page for the belt to double or nothing in a perfect world. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, but I don't know if that's where they're going. I feel like if you with MGF, it's like getting to the point that he's just a loudmouth that doesn't win anything. So I feel like you gotta. Got to kind of cash in on him winning something sooner. He's just kind of like the loudmouth that just is there. Well, he beat Darby Allen. Are you talking about like the fact he hasn't won a championship yet? Yeah, he hasn't won a championship yet. He's the only pillar to not win a championship. <laughs> Don't say that, Cody. Doesn't like that. <laughs> Let's talk about Wardlow. It came out yesterday at WrestleVotes again. The insider WWE Twitter account usually pretty spot on with some stuff. WWE would be very interested in picking up Wardlow once his contract with AEW expires. Uh, that absolutely does not surprise me at all. I, we probably have talked about this, but Wardlow, to me, even without reading that, screams WWE guy. Because how many times have we talked about how once Wardlow, and I said this on hashtag, once Wardlow loses to MJF, what do you even do with him? Like, that's the weird thing with me. Like, I don't even know, like, does he win the title? I think he has breakout babyface written all over him. My problem, though, is would they pi- would they push Wardlow over a Jungle Boy, a Sammy, a Darby? I I don't see it. I feel like they have their sights set on those guys, and Wardlow would get the big push for a little while, like a like a Lance Archer or a Brian Cage, and then he would do nothing. So I like they had those big babyface turns, and then they ended up doing nothing. So I don't know if he would be much different. I think he has a higher ceiling than both of those guys because he is younger. I think too. Uh, you know, I, it came out yesterday as well in an, in an interview, I mean, completely coincidental, where he said that he was an AEW lifer. He said he would end his career in AEW. Does that necessarily mean that he wouldn't go to WWE first, though? You think if given the opportunity and if offered enough money? Dude, he screams WWE guy. I mean, 
I think he'd do better in WWE. I think he's what they're looking for. I mean, I think he'd be dumb to not at least test the waters there. I mean, have you not said that he and Hobbs would be perfect at like a WrestleMania, like WrestleMania oh headliners? Oh the Reigns versus Wardlow if you build up, book it. <laughs> Book it. Book, like, think of Wardlow if you build up. Obviously, it wouldn't be Wardlow, but, like, build him up, him and Brock. I mean, just, like, two, like, that is, like, a WWE orgasm. Two big titans. <laughs> I can hear Michael Cole saying it already. Like, these two titans. Like, that is no joke what they want, and I think he's perfect for that role. He has the F10 as his finisher anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just, like, I just feel like they, like you said, they have more interest in like the Darbies and the Sammies and Jungle Boy where I think Gordon would get a nice push but I just don't see him being the guy. In WWE I feel like he could be the guy. <laughs> Maybe that's because WWE has no current stars and AEW does. I just feel like he's just his his type is more WWE. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just I read that and I'm like I feel like he'd be a moron to not at least test the waters there. MJF, I could totally see, like, I think he's a WWE type guy, but the problem is that I don't think he can get away with a lot of what he does in AEW and WWE. That's why I wouldn't really want to necessarily see him there. I think a Wardlow would be perfect for a WWE. I'm not saying he should go there, but I feel like for him to say, oh, you know, they've given me so much, which is true. But I mean, WWE gave a lot. How much did WWE give a lot of the people in AEW? They gave them a lot. Were they lifers? No, a lot of them left on their own. So, I mean, I don't really... I don't think that means he should stay there for the rest of his career. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe think maybe end it there, but maybe not stay there forever. I think he'd be done to not test the waters. I mean, especially as they overbloat their roster, what is? would they push him over a Punk or a Brian or a Jungle Boy or a Darby? Again, like I said, I don't think so. I really don't think that. I really don't see him as a pillar. I don't see him. I think he could be, but... I don't see Tony Khan looking at Wardlow and saying, this is a guy that we could push long-term. I'm not talking for one pay-per-view match. I'm talking about how they push a Darby or all the other people I just mentioned. I really don't see that at all. No, I agree. I would love to be wrong, but just given his track record, I mean, every big guy... Has there been any one big guy, dude, that they've actually pushed consistently that they've stuck with as a big star? Because I can't name one. Wardlow has potential, but... Brian Cage fell off of the face of the fucking earth. Lance Archer, even before he got hurt, was nothing special as far as how they booked him. Miro, I think he's hurt, but he's been hurt for a while, I think, so I don't even know. But even before that, they weren't pushing him towards the main event, I don't think. I mean, he was TNT title. He was the TNT champion for a little while. I, I don't know. I mean, Hobbs, they clearly don't see him as a world champion. I mean, he loses every anytime it matters most, too. AEW, I feel like, is more tailored towards the smaller guys, like you said. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I think Hobbs and him and Wardlow have a lot of potential to be big-time stars, and I don't know if they'll be utilized correctly there. I mean, at least Ho- at least, at least Wardlow's getting some kind of a push. Hobbs has never got a push. I mean, anytime he's got even an inkling of a push, he's lost. So. He lost the pockets. He lost the pockets, lost to Dante Martin last night. I like Dante Martin. I think Hobbs just a, should be a bigger deal. I think the team Taz stuff. I mean, I I don't understand. Like this Taz is like getting pissed pissed on. I, I don't get it. The group's a joke. I don't. I honestly don't get it. You think you'd have more say, but the group is an absolute joke. It just I don't get it. We're more worried about Hook now. I guess. 
who's getting fucking lap dances in strip clubs. So I think Hook is one more. Yeah, I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. I just died when I saw it on the internet. <laughs> Send them, baby. Who posted that? I have no idea. I just saw it on Twitter and absolutely lost my mind. I was dying. Are we sure that's even him? It has to be. It looks directly <laughs> like him. Send him. Send him. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Hook has went on TV more now than, than Hobbs and uh, Ricky Starks combined in the last year. He probably has. <laughs> hey, if he's over, he's over, right? I think like he is over, but it's like not like I don't know. It's like a cult over thing. It's not like <laughs> I just don't think if he was actually pushed to like a main level, people would actually care about him that much. Uh, people are saying that he'll probably beat Cody for the TNT title. I don't know if I hate that idea, but I just I I don't get the hook. He, the guy is good. But there's a lot of people in AEW that are good, so I don't really get the hook hype as much as other people do. Yeah, I don't know. It's like he's just like a meme. I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's people just latching on to what's cool because they don't really like they want to be a part of what's cool with AEW. So like they la- I mean that I feel like that's part of it for me. I feel like anytime there's a trend, people always want to hype on, jump on to what's cool, and that's why he's so old. I feel like that's part of it because why what? I can't explain it otherwise. Because before we even saw him in the ring, he was over. Why? Because. Because of his facial expressions, like I still don't get why he was so over. His hair. <laughs> I guess, but there's other people in AEW that have nice hair too. I don't know. I don't know. Like Is Jungle Boy over because he has nice hair? I don't get it. People launch onto him because he's over, just like Jericho's launching on Eddie Kingston because he's over. <laughs> how how true is that statement, though? He's just the next guy that it's over and Jericho's trying to get the spotlight off him. Was that really necessary to have even Kingston and Jericho out there for that main event? Like, why did... I mean, I understand what the connection was there because Kingston doesn't like Daniel Garcia. But, like, dude, Kingston and Jericho, I just don't care. I re- I like Kingston, but the guy never wins whenever it matters most. And Jericho, with the squarehead comedy bullshit, I, I don't want to sound hypocritical because I would love to see Jericho in the Rumble. I would totally pop for it, but... As far as his AEW stuff goes, it's just, it's reached an all new low. Squarehead dipshit, it's funny. <laughs> what else did he say that wasn't funny? He said a lot. Every, basically, everything he says at this point isn't funny. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's AEW in a nutshell. That's the week in wrestling in a nutshell, Mr. Marceau. A uh, lot to talk about there. We'll get. I'm sure we'll have even more to discuss next week. It's not Rumble Week next week, it's the week after. So we're two weeks out. Very excited for it, per usual. Uh, you and I got to get back to a rumble, Mr. Marceau. It's been four years. I feel like we got to go back at some point. I know we do. Maybe we'll get one in Boston soon. <laughs> what? We're getting Survivor Series this year. I know. Give me the rumble in January. <laughs> the last rumble to get a, uh, the last Boston rumble that you guys got was, uh, I used to love it. Terrible in retrospect. Although Booker came out was great. What about the one, uh, oh, three Brock. Was that, was that Boston? I'm pretty sure it was. Wow. That was a good one, though. That's a good one. A-Train came on. It was amazing. <laughs> the crowd went mild. Oh, God. I love A-Train. Got to go back and watch that. We watched the 2017 Rumble the other day. The first 12 entrants, 11 out of the 12, don't even work there anymore. And that was five years ago. Love it. Yeah, 2003 was in Boston. Wow. Okay. They've gotten some good... Uh, I, I Listen, the 2011 one, I love with the Booker and Nash moment. Beyond that, I, I could do without John Cena and Hornswoggle going at it. That rumble was terrible. <laughs> what, you didn't like the core and the Nexus being there and occupying like 10 spots? It was almost as bad as Hell in a Cell 2016. <laughs> Boston has had some shit shows. Teal's, like I said, Hell in a Cell 2016 was the worst wrestling show I've ever been to. 
<laughs> you were not Survivor Series 2013. I think that might have been better than Hell in a Cell. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I would rather watch Charlotte and Sasha in that shit show than fucking Big Show versus Randy Orton. Book it. That show was atrocious. <laughs> God, I wish we had gone to that at the time, just, just to say that we did. But that's going to do it, Mr. Marceau. New episodes of the show every single week on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podbean, all that other stuff. Be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday, like I said. More of the same next week, talking about breaking news, big news stories, Raw, NXT, Dynamite, the usual. I look forward to chatting with you next week, Mr. Marceau. Sounds good. All right, brother. Have a good one. I'll catch your ass next week. Later. Adios. Adios.